Thank you, thank you very much. Um, so in 2018, um, I had a very bad flu. And I don't know, they say that most men are the same. We don't go to the doctor until we're like, you know. It was, I usually get hard with the flu. But I went to the doctor and she said, so next year what you should do is you should get the flu shot. And I said, okay, I don't like shots, but okay, I'll give it a try. So this year, uh, like in February, I got the flu shot. Uh, and I got a very, very bad flu about three months ago. And because um, the flu shot sometimes it covers you 30% or 60%, it, it, it depends. It's never 100%. So, but then, you know, I got the flu shot, started taking vitamin C. And then last Tuesday, one of my clients that I'm teaching him how to, you know, uh, walk around the community safely, he sneezed, you know, in front of me, like, like three times. And I was like, oh, I just got the flu, so it's not going to hit me this time. So I was, I was fine. Uh, but the doctor did give me an advice. She said, next time when you get the flu, as soon as you get the first symptoms, come right away, and we're going to give you antibiotics. So on this guy sneezed in front of me three times on Tuesday. On Wednesday afternoon, I started to feel like something weird was happening, so I went to the doctor. And it's been much better. Um, just my voice, it's a little gone. So if, you, if I sound like a teenager, uh, please, please understand me. Have you ever, have you ever, um, have you ever given a gift to someone in your life, someone that matters to you, and when you give that gift, you find out either through personal relationships who love communication or you find out through the divine that the person didn't like your gift. How many of, how many of you have gone through that experience? You don't have to say names. Like one or two? Okay. And you spend so much energy, you know, like trying to figure out, you know, what they would like. Uh, anyways, when, when I was growing home, back at home, anybody who gave you a gift was a gift. So you had to be happy. When I first started experiencing American culture, I started to see that people give you a gift. And next to the gift, they also give you the receipt. And I started to hear people, oh, just in case you don't like it, you can always go to the store and get whatever you want. So I'm like, oh, I, I love that flexibility. That's great. So... And today, I want to encourage you about the true message of Christmas is salvation. And salvation is a gift that God has given to you so that you can spend eternity with him. And my encouragement to you comes as a question to you this morning about what are you doing with the gift that Jesus gave you. So I want to take you to the letter of, of Hebrews, actually the book of Hebrews, chapter 12. And I'm just going to read um, a couple of verses um, to share with you. So Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, 
the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Father God, we thank you so much for this beautiful day. This is a great gift, Lord God, that you have given to us. We pray, Lord God, right now that as we celebrate this season, that we will not lose focus of what this really is. This is, Lord, besides the gifts and, and the vacation, the celebration, and, and seeing family, this is, Lord God, mainly about how you were born, raised, grew up as a human being, and gave your life for us. It's a great gift, Lord God. Help us to take care of this gift that you have given to us every single day. In the name of Jesus, thank you. So this week, um, I have had a lot of painful Christmas seasons. I don't know if you had, but one Christmas that I was remembering this week was when I got my first bicycle. Um, I was so excited about getting my first bicycle for Christmas. And on that day, um, I went to the market. I already knew how to ride a bike. So I went to the market that was maybe like three miles away from my home. And when I was coming back, I was going up a hill. Then I had to come down this hill in order to get to my home. Some of you are already thinking what's going to happen, right? So as I was riding my bicycle down the hill, I reached um, a very fast speed. I don't remember how fast, but it was fast. And when I was, it was a BMX, you know, the one that you used to do tricks. And so I was riding, and in one split of a second, there were no cars coming, everything looked good, perfect weather, but in one second or half of a second, I looked down to see the tire, uh, the back tire, and I remember that I, I look at the tire, and when I look up, I crushed into the sidewalk, flip over on the air like two or three times. And then it was like a moving. It, it was terrible. When I got up, uh, my T-shirt was torn, and I had peeled, you know, a lot of skin from my back. So I had to go home again. Um, walking with my bicycle, so I had a horrible accident. And the reason why I had that accident is because I took off my eyes of the goal, and the goal was to make it home safely. It only took a second for me to look at the back tire, and when I look up, the, the view changed. I was going in this street, and all of a sudden, uh, an electrical post was here, and then the sidewalk, uh, it, it happened so sudden, so rapidly that I, I just had a really, really bad accident. And the, the writer of Hebrew is encouraging the people to not lose focus of the great gift that God has given you, the gift of salvation. As human beings... We may be tempted to not appreciate, you know, the gift that God has given us. But I just want to share with you three thoughts about how we can take care of this gift. If you have never been rejected a gift or you have never given a gift 
that you found out later that people didn't like, you probably don't know what it feels to have your feelings hurt. And that's great. That's awesome. But the gift that Jesus gives us, it's a great gift. It's a gift that you didn't deserve, I didn't deserve, but God decided in his love for you that he was going to give you this precious gift. And I want to give you just two or three thoughts about appreciating the gift that God has given us. First of all, I want you to see verse uh, 1 of chapter 12 says that, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, entangles and let us run with perseverance, perseverance the race marked out for us. So the writer is comparing... Having a relationship with God with someone who runs a marathon. How many of you guys like working out? Be, be honest. You like working out. How many of you guys like running? Just one, two? I know Pastor Henry runs every Saturday. So in a marathon, and I don't know if you guys remember when Richard, you know, spoke the last time. Richard was giving um, a little scenario about people, you know, who go into a marathon you just don't wake up, you know, one day and you're like, oh, I'm going to join the, the marathon of Los Angeles and just go running on Saturday. Um, you just don't do that. You have to prepare before the marathon. You have to lose a lot of weight. You have to run several miles, miles um, a day or very often so that you can be in shape, you know, for that run and you can make it. Uh, but the writer says that we are surrounded by so many witnesses. So many people in the Bible made it. So many people who were threatened. So many people who were rejected. So many people who had a lot of temptations, just like you and I. So many people who had so many negative experiences in their life, but they made it through the salvation of God. And he says, let's throw off everything that hinders in our lives. So in the context of running a marathon, throw off or get rid of means literally uh, anything that is hindering, hindering you from running that race, be careful and get rid of it because it might keep you from making it to the main destination, uh, which is, you know, when you finally uh, meet Jesus or when you leave this world, but you know that you're going, you know, with Jesus. And applying it into our relationship with God, for us to appreciate the gift of salvation, I think verse, uh, based on these three verses, number one, one of the things that we can do is to work on eliminating distractions that keep us away from focusing on the relationship we have with God. Remember, it takes only one second this, um, some of you know that um, last week um, I didn't have a car because my car broke down. So um, I was like, okay, so I got to go to work, I got to go to church, and I got to go to school because I'm in finals and I don't have a car. I can't be asking for rides because people, you know, they also go to work. And if I pay Uber, that's going to cost me like 75 bucks, you know, every day or 100 because I go to so many places. So I was like, I proposed in my, in my heart that I was going to make it to every destination by bus no matter what. 
And at the end of the week, um, on a Friday, I was so happy that I had made it. And I was coming out of East Los Angeles College. I had been teaching a client uh, to prepare a presentation in sign language. Not that I speak sign language, I was just helping him you know, do the research. And when I come out of the school, um, I was going to take the bus and I see this accident you know, that happens, happened right in front of me, like a really, really bad accident. And people you know, started going into shock and crying and screaming. And I just thought about how many things can change in a second that you lose your focus. And in a relationship with God, in this great gift that God has given us, uh, distractions can be a big deal in this world. Technology, you know, could be a distraction. Sometimes relationships, you know, could be a distraction. Uh, but whatever it is, the writer of this book is telling us and is encouraging us, be careful with what is hindering, hindering you in your life to not focus on this great, great, great gift of salvation that God has given us. Point number two, I have noticed that, you know, focus is like a muscle. The more you focus on something, the more your attention grows. Uh, some of you have a lot of administrative jobs. Um, there's a book out there that it's called The Productivity Project about this guy who, when he graduated from college, he said that he was going to take a whole year to study productivity. And then for a whole year, this guy uh, didn't work, didn't go to school. All he did was study, 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 study productivity. And he has found a lot of good research, you know, on what it is to be productive. And, for example, he says that during the day, most of us have between two to three hours where we are the most productive during the day. Some people are very productive early in the morning at 8.30 a.m. They get a cup of coffee and they're ready to go. Some people, it's kind of hard to go to work and you have to drive and, and you get to the place and, and your energy kicks in like at 11 a.m. And you have like three to four hours of great productivity. Then it goes down. And then some people are very productive in the evening. So he says... Um, in order to build this muscle of attention and focus, um, you must exercise it. You have to be careful, you know, with the distractions that can be very strong. Um, in my work, uh, of course, you know, it can be different for you. Um, I'm not saying that this applies to everybody. It could be different. But I decided to be a single tasker. I know some of you are multitaskers, and that's great. Uh, but with me, it worked better to be a single tasker because I can take one task, focus on that task, finish it up, and I end up enjoying it. And, but some people work better with multitasking, you know, doing different things. But this person says that your productivity increases when you learn how to exercise your focus. So in our relationship with God, you know, with this great gift that we have on salvation, we can get distracted and lose our focus. There has been times in my life where I have been very passionate about God, you know, and there's times in my life when, where I haven't been that passionate, you know, in my life. But one thing I have learned 
is that when I exercise the spiritual muscle, the Holy Spirit comes into my life more and more and more, and I start to enjoy my relationship with God even more. I even have more tolerance, you know, for people who reject me, like on the streets, you know, when I talk to them about God. I have more tolerance, you know, in my family. I have more tolerance, you know, out there in the community. I have more tolerance, you know, with things, you know, that happen. When I put more of Jesus and I try to encourage and, and build a strong spiritual focus in my life, it's like a muscle. It gets stronger. And that's what I want to encourage you today, that this great gift, the writer is saying, uh, there's so many witnesses who made it. Um, let's throw off everything that hinders us from staying focused on Jesus. Uh, 2019 may not have been the greatest year of your life. And it may be that while we are celebrating today and this month, maybe you feel like you don't have a lot of reasons to celebrate because this year hasn't been a great year for you. But one gift that you can enjoy this month in 2019 is the gift of salvation that God has provided for you. That's a gift that never goes out of style. That's a gift that nobody can take away from you. That's a gift that you can enjoy, enjoy every single day, but we have to eliminate distractions. We have to build, you know, that focus. And the way we build that spiritual focus is by building our way up. You know, I, I know some of you will not believe me, but I have goals, you know, physically of working out. Um, I, I want to be disciplined by going to the gym. Um, I already got a membership. Um, I like my Zumba classes. I do Zumba most of the times at 6 a.m. in the morning. And I know that some of you may not picture me doing Zumba, um, but I have proof. I have videos that I've done it. So, but the way, and this is what I've heard from some of you who do exercise, you know, like at a professional level, you build your way up. You start with something small, and you are consistent with that little habit, and you are consistent, 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 and that little habit, little by little, becomes a, a greater habit until you automatically do it and naturally comes to you, and you practice it. You can just go to the gym and, you know, like I shared with you, you know, one time and show up and, and in three hours, you know, you want to do whatever you didn't do in 10 years. Uh, it's, it's very hard. It doesn't work like that. So your spiritual muscle is the same way. Um, it's going to be very hard for you to be passionate about God, you know, all of a sudden. And, and you know, you see Pastor Henry raising his hands. And, and you see Kiro, you know, like praising. And, 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 and you look at them and you're like, oh, my gosh, you know, these guys really love worship. It doesn't start like that. It starts building your way up, you know, from where you are right now. One thing I can tell you, church, is that once... You get into the mood and you start celebrating and you start enjoying that gift. 
no one, no one will be able to stop the passionate relationship that you can have with God. So today, we're going to pray, and we're just going to ask God, God, this gift that you have given me, I want to enjoy it. Because this is the greatest gift that anybody can give you ever, ever in your life. I don't know if I will be able to give my life, you know, from someone, for someone. I don't know if someone will give it for me. Um, I know some of, the, some of you guys who are parents, you say, uh, I will do it for my child, and, and I believe you. But one person that did it without expecting anything in return, he did it for you. And that's the gift of salvation. Let's pray. Father, as we continue to celebrate today, Lord God, the writer in Hebrews talks to us about getting rid of the distractions that can hinder us from enjoying this great gift that you have given us through Jesus. I pray right now, Lord God, that as we continue celebrating this season, Wherever we are, wherever people are, wherever every person is right now, that you will meet them there spiritually. And that your gift will bring that joy and that happiness that life cannot completely give us. It may not have been the greatest year of our lives, 2019, Lord God, but we know that we still have the greatest gift anyone can receive the gift of Jesus so I pray right now Lord God for anyone who might be struggling with something in life either with relationships either with a choice a decision or whatever it is right now Lord you pay the price for us thank you in the name of Jesus amen